I'm Amy. Hey, I'm Erica. Sorry we missed you at happy hour this week. Oh yeah, you weren't there. Bummer. But no worries, we've got you covered. Yeah, we're rewinding this week's happy hour chat. The dish on pop culture. True crime. Hot topics in the news. And of course, podcasts. So, pour yourself a glass and... Cheers! You're listening to Happy Hour Rewind. Here we go. Welcome back to Happy Hour Rewind, everybody. It's so nice. This is our official first podcast of 2020, because the last time we did a show was the end of 2019. It was. By 2019. Goodbye. We won't miss you. Uh, nah, really? I don't know. Based on the first week of 2020, maybe I miss 2019. Oh, I do not miss 2019. I will not <laughs> usher that year back in my life ever. But hello, like I said, it's Happy Hour Rewind. I'm Amy. That's Erica. Hey, y'all. Your co-hosts. To Happy Hour Rewind. <laughs> I think hey, that's out there. Yes. Like you said, first week of the new year. Mm-hmm. And boy, are my arms tired. Like, <laughs> I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. I asked my mom today, like, oh, what are you guys up to for this weekend? And she's like, it's... Wednesday, and I'm not thinking about that yet. And but I was you like, so desperately want it to be Friday. <laughs> well, I thought about it today. Since the new year, I have only had one day off, and I know yeah. it's eight days, and I'm like, wham me. But I worked over the weekend, and so like, I think today's Thursday and or Friday, and I'm very confused why nobody wants to make weekend plans with me. <laughs> I want to play Courtney Kardashian right now and go, Kim. There's literally people dying. <laughs> Yes. Like but in Australia. Also, Courtney uh, sucks. Courtney Courtney sucks. The whole Kardashian family sucks. Yeah. But you know who doesn't suck is the Irwin family yeah, who have saved amazing. over 90,000 animals mm-hmm. in Australia from those horrible wildfires, which oh. like, honestly, yeah, 2020 lay off a little. Oh my God. That's what I mean. It's a dumpster fire already. Oh, like legit in one continent. Yeah. If you live here in America, you already know we're in a dumpster fire, but like everybody oh, yeah. else deserved better. Yeah. There's a little <laughs> bit of missling going on too, but that's not what we talk about at happy hour. <laughs> it uh, is not. We talk about the weather. We talk about the weather. We talk about your cats Mm -hmm. we talk about things that happened at our happy hours during the week but most importantly just pop culture stuff for sure everyone needs some escapism and especially times like these it's like we're like a buzzfeed quiz for your soul like (laughs) yeah sure let's let's make that our new tagline i'm down (laughs) pick a dessert and i will tell you which (laughs) cast member of season three vanderpump rules you are (laughs) lemon meringue because i know it's your favorite Uh, you are veil i'm so sorry (laughs) I didn't even watch when Vale was on. That's right. You're a late comer to the pumps. Not a super late. Um, I, yeah, like whenever I moved in with you, so probably season three or season four. Okay. Post Vale, but Jax and Stassi had finally, like, were officially broken up when I started watching. Yeah. So I got to watch the parade of Have the you gone back and watched things from season one? Like the Laura Lee of it all? I have not. Where this server, Laura Lee... Starts dating Jax after he and Stassi are in this weird breakup period. She literally takes him to like an AA meeting to open up to him. And like on the curb after the AA meeting, he's like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. So like we're just having fun, right? (laughs) That is my least favorite thing to hear out of a man. Oh, yeah. His mouth. Like just, it's like, oh, you know that I like you, but you're just here to fuck. Uh-huh. And you want me to agree to that. Yeah. And instead of having an adult conversation with me about, like, where we're in, where we both are in, you know, places and what we're ready for, you just pull the whole, we're just having fun, right? Like, I... Cop out. Ugh. Ugh. I want a man Ugh. to be like, hey, we're super serious and I'm thinking of marrying you, right? <laughs> <laughs> like... 
Yes. Like, well, you got to be careful. Words. Like, if that's only after a month and you're in a Dirty John situation. Ooh, good call on Dirty John. One you. of our favorite podcasts, True Crime Obsessed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is beginning the journey <gasps> of Dirty John. I'm so excited. I know. Uh, now, do you think they're going to watch the Bravo TV show? Because they typically watch documentaries, yeah. which the TV show was not. It was scripted, but based very closely on the actual events as we heard them in the Dirty John podcast. Mm-hmm. Or do you think they'll just go right to the source and cap the pod? I think they're recapping the pod because, of course, they play a trailer. And I heard all of their like voices. And I was like, that's not Connie Britton. No, I'm sorry. Can I pull out my lingo there? Cap the pod? <laughs> Can I get a kudos on that, please? You know what's funny when you talk about like the podcast lingo? I was listening to Paul Rudd on Andrea Savage's podcast, A Grown-Up Woman, hashtag buttholes. Mm -hmm. And he demanded that they call it a cast the entire time. (laughs) Instead of a pod, it's a cast. Super excited to be on the cast. (laughs) Paul Rudd whatever Paul Rudd wants to do, he gets to do. I agree. Because so, he's made some deal with the devil to not age. Oh, so you best not fuck man. with him because he's got some evil on his right? side to be looking that fucking good. So good. <laughs> but we made a deal that on this show every week we always drink alcohol. So guys, cheers. Cheers. To drink of the week. And a great segue, if I may. <laughs> Listen, I'm nothing if I'm not great at segues. On the cast. <laughs> on the cast. Um, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? You know, I picked I picked a wine off the shelf tonight just Sometimes you do judge a book by its cover. Yeah, and wine is that book. Right, and sometimes you buy a bottle of wine for a super clever clever label. Yeah. So tonight I'm drinking Once Upon a Vine, mm-hmm. the Big Bad Blend. We love a blend. I, a red blend really kind of has been my drink of yeah. choice per, uh, of late. And I'm not mad about it, no. to be honest with you. Um, I took a sip of this already, to so I don't have to like... <laughs> like taste and share my thoughts but it's gonna sound good on the cast (laughs) (laughs) everything I do sounds good on this cast (laughs) um but no it is like a really nice thick but not syrupy Mm. um how I feel about jammy wine yeah rich but not too tanniny Mm -hmm. so I like this I dig it what are you drinking I am drinking a soft red blend from Josh Sellers or Josh Josh You've been drinking a lot of that lately. Is it mm-hmm. Bogo or something? Uh, it was just cheap. Yeah. Er? Mm-hmm. It's on sale. I think I find that with red wines, you can't get away with a cheap red. Because then it's going to turn into jam. And it's, it's also going to so turn syrupy. into a fucking headache in the oh, morning. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, a cheap red will fuck you over. Yeah. But yeah. this is like the last glass of this bottle from like the other day. So it's not as delicioso as it was when I first opened the bottle. But mm-hmm. it'll do also... It's been a really crazy fucking day at work. So, of course, when I went to go grab a wine for this show, I also, fun fact, grabbed one beer. Because, like, sometimes you can get singles at, like, a 7-Eleven or at Publix. They've always got singles of beer. Yeah. Fun fact, if you are looking to just have a beer, you don't need to buy the six-pack. You can just grab a single. It's my favorite thing to do. It has been super your trick lately. And you guys, bear with me. I'm so sorry. I yeah. A case of the hiccups. The big bad blend is getting me, guys. <laughs> Sounds like I it. just contracted a case of the hiccups. And I don't we'll know how long they're going to last. So um, so sorry for the cast, yeah. listeners. Well, I chugged like a Modelo just to kind of like calm down. You did. I watched you take that down pretty <laughs> quick. How you feeling? Fine. But like the Modelo and now turning to a red wine like is the equivalent of an OJ toothpaste situation. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. And speaking of that, I was cutting up pineapple the other day and I had just brushed my teeth. Gross. And I 
I know you hate pineapple to I begin do. with, but then like I and grabbed a couple tea. slices. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I grabbed a couple slices and I literally went <laughs> into the sink. I was like, "That's what I do every time a pineapple actually slips in my mouth." How are they just like finding their way in your mouth without your permission? You've eaten a fruit cup, a fruit salad, zitch. Kind like of, it gets yeah. it gets stuck under the strawberry. You didn't know it was there. You take a bite and you're like, "Fuck you, pineapple." <laughs> No one ever says that. Just you. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess I was forced into too many fruit cups as a child. <laughs> I have memories. Well, like I can't eat fruit salad because my allergy to melons. My allergies. <laughs> Listen, it's not fun. It makes your throat get all like scratchy and closey uppy. So I try to, you know, steer I clear. Know. I know I'm not nice about the pineapple. All good. You know what I can be kinder and sweeter and nicer about? Is whatever thing. Oh, <laughs> right, right. But also, no, what? whatever shot you want to take this week. What's your shot yes. this week? What are you obsessed with? What are you thinking about? What's going on? So I will say my brain has been in a very singular mode at mm-hmm. work. We have a huge opening, and we were getting through that in the last like week and a half. So that's really kind of been everything that I've been focused on. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked to you about it ad nauseum. Tonight we had like some executive receptions and we've just been doing a lot of testing and it's going really really great so being a part of a huge project that's going really well and is successful is awesome i hope to know what that's like one day (laughs) (laughs) but like in the meantime you're just like exhausted yeah like one of my coworkers and i have just been in like constant text chains with each other we see each other every day and like every time i go over to like catch up with her i'm like what can I bring you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, nothing. I need nothing. Today I called her and her voice was scratchy. And I was like, oh my God, are you sick? And she's like, no, I'm fine. I have no voice. I'm like, can I bring you tea? She's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm like, all right, girl. But we just have like another couple of days and then I'll be in the clear. And ideally at that point in time, my brain will defog mm-hmm. and I can go back to the somewhat normal. So wait, I lost it. What are you obsessed with in there? And the just fact working? That, like, we're having you have to work so hard? No, 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 that we're having a successful opening oh, of this oh, whole oh, thing. Oh, right. Okay, got That it. it's going well. Like you said, <laughs> I got you lost. hope to be part of that one day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, good for you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm also in a super like crazy time at work right now. We're in the middle of some just really tedious shit. And so my shot this week is um, I've started a new podcast and it's it's not a series and it's not really a podcast but it is soothing my soul in a way that only I could need um so you know that I love podcasts that's why you and I originally started a podcast about a podcast yeah but I gotta be honest that in the past like week or so when I'm working or even when I'm just getting ready in the morning my regular podcasts nothing was doing it for me I couldn't get excited about anything. Like, you know how sometimes you walk into your closet and you know you have a closet full of clothes. And you know that some of them are nice clothes. You know that some of them are just trashy clothes that make you feel good. But you still walk in there and you hate everything. Yeah. It's just you may be in a funk, in a rut. There might be something going on and you hate everything in your closet. I'm that way with my podcast catalog right now. Okay. I've been there before, yeah. I kind of hate everything. I don't want to listen to any podcasts um, I've been watching a lot of true crime lately, uh-huh. just in my room, like alone, like a like a crazy person. Um, but I did discover a podcast that was from the NBC network, and 
it was a Dateline six-part mm. podcast called It's Something About Pam, oh. which was a good cast on its own. Oh, my God, I have to stop. A good pod on its own. <laughs> but then what I didn't realize is that NBC is starting to release Dateline episodes as podcasts. That's awesome. It is awesome. Uh, and if you know Keith Morrison. And everybody knows that sweet, beautiful voice. Then you should immediately go to Instagram and follow Keith Leans on Things because it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just stills of yes. him like leaning on a fence telling you about <laughs> yes. this grizzly murder in this small town where nothing ever went wrong before (laughs) yeah but anyway listening to Keith just listening to Keith Morrison like as I'm getting ready in the morning and driving to work telling me about this like murder mystery I have been listening to Dateline episodes as podcasts kind of nonstop the last few days it's actually kind of like stress relieving as I'm doing so much (laughs) difficult work I'm just like yes Keith what did happen to Diane who did strangle her in her home so if I hear like a deep male voice coming out of your room at like 7.30, I should not be concerned. You should not. It's just Keith. That's amazing. Mm. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying that. I am. I am. I am. I get that though. I've gone through points in time where I just like, I cleaned out, by the way, my um, podcast list on my Google. Sometimes you have to. I just did a full clearing. I had pages and pages and pages. I'm like, well, you haven't updated in a year. You're out. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Goodbye. Unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. My homepage is like all of my go-tos. Yeah. Oh, it felt so good. A good clean out sometimes a good just the way you clean out your closet, you clean out yeah. your Facebook I'm friends. And them. Nothing yeah. brought a lot of them brought me your no Facebook joy. Your Facebook friends, you do that thing where you post, "All right guys, it's clean out day. If you're reading this, congrats, you made the cut." <laughs> so I fucking stupid. hate those posts. <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> All right, Amy, well, let's break it down the major topics that you and I have been talking about at our number of happy hours. Okay. In this past week, number one being things that we hate. Yes. <laughs> or I, person we hate. I love to have a moment where I just rat on shit I hate. And I hated Busy Phillips and her recent hashtag almost gram post she posted Ugh. on Instagram the other day where it was basically a slideshow of her finding out that her terrible e-news or e-show mm-hmm. Busy Tonight was getting canceled. Yeah. The selfie she took of herself crying about it. Ugh. The um, text message she had with, like, the head of E and her daughter's reaction. I mean, it was – people were coming to her page to congratulate her for showing her true self. Mm-mm. And all I could think of was, in the real world, you're in fu- the, you would be fired for all of this stuff. Like, you are behaving like a child. She's so annoying. So Busy Phillips is one of those celebrities that really blew up on Instagram a couple years ago and kind of became this, like, she was almost Chrissy Teigen before Chrissy Teigen was Chrissy Teigen. Like, everyone loved, they thought she had just the funniest posts and yeah. she's so hashtag relatable and everyone was into Busy Phillips. So I think it got suggested to me on Instagram or something and I started following her. And so promptly unfollowed because she has like 30 stories a day. I can't keep up. It's too much. It's all over me. And I found none of it that interesting really. And she's one of those people that is so excited about everything to the point where it seemed really uh, ingenuine to me. So anyway, I stopped following her a long time ago. But in the same day that you saw these Instagram posts about her losing her late night talk show, I saw them too and immediately was like, how dare she Uh with this? So first of all, like you said, she starts off with those crying selfies. So it's like, girl, you got some bad news at work. Yes. And it's okay. Look, you can have, you can be in your feels about that. Mm -hmm. 
But then she posted on Instagram the actual screenshot of the conversation via text she had with an executive at E, and it says Erica. So the last text message that they have is this executive saying, we will set up for next week. And she says, okay, sounds great. That was weeks ago in this text chain. And then she says, right after she finds out she gets canceled, cool, last text to me, to this person, Mm -hmm. who says, no, you're out of town. I'm available to talk whenever you'd like. And she writes to him, nah, dude, you're bad at your job. Do better. Now, this is somebody who was supposed to have a marketing meeting with her to really help figure out the next steps for Busy Tonight. And unfortunately, what she's not understanding is the person bad at their job is her. Exactly. Because the ratings were terrible, and that's why it got canceled. Exactly. So, first of all, I just hated the way she posted it because she goes, I literally think about this text and lol every day. And what's the lull? What is the what she what she thinks she got one over? That's on what this. I mean. Like, where's the funny? I didn't find it. You sent an unprofessional, immature, like butthurt text to an executive of an entertainment corporation. Yeah, and you somehow think you won? It was so immature. No, nah, nah, bro, you're, you're bad, bad at your, your job. job. Do better. They don't have to. They're they're employed. To your point earlier. <laughs> You were fired because of your low rating, so pretty sure you should have gotten better at your I tried job. watching that show. Ugh, ugh why? Because I thought that the I thought the marketing play was great. The marketing play of like if anybody asks if you have plans tonight, tell them no, you're busy tonight. Okay, well that that's a cute title. That's what I mean. But like all did of the, the marketing... content of the show have anything to offer? No, but it a was a very cute title. I'll give that's it that. what I mean. Like the marketing was funny. No. It was just like her and her friend. She sat on a couch. I think she cried sometime. And then she invited somebody out. And at the end, she sang them a song. She wanted it to be the cool girls, like, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Ugh. I it was bad. That. I hate she that. would, like, at the end of the show, go and sit on, like, a swing and sing to you. And then just, like, rock off. And maybe she should have just fucked off. And uh, I think that that's what she did. Well, but it wasn't the grossest part of everything. Yes, in this it does absolutely get worse. Storm. So in this story, it goes on. And again, she posts this next part on Instagram with a big LOL because she's proud of this. Yeah, her daughter, Birdie, writes a letter to E. Who is 11 years old. And says to E, you're the worst TV network ever. Why? Well, one, you got ride of my mom's show. Two, you mad a lot of people lose their jobs. Three, you suck. Well, anyway... My mom does work much harder than you, so you don't deserve her. She will find another place to do her show when it becomes popular. Next page, she will shove it up your ass. Sincerely, Birdie. And she loves this. So I, again, it's the entertainment industry, and I realize that if a celebrity wants to be relatable, they need to live on social media or whatever. But to encourage your 11-year-old to, first of all, be involved in your professional matters. Yeah. Second of all, that to, to write a letter to your boss because they fired you. And third of all, permit her to use foul like language. Look, we swear up and down on this fucking podcast. Yeah. I don't I don't have anything against foul language. I do have a problem with encouraging and promoting your minor children to be doing that. Yeah. However you guys want to talk to each other at home is fine, I guess. I don't know. I guess whatever. Know, just it's just, all of it is gross. That's what I mean. It just continues to put out there that she thinks she's relatable and amazing and that she deserves everything. It's entitled. She's so entitled. That's the word. She's incredibly entitled and all the other celebrities that were coming to her defense again all understand nothing because 
people in the real world don't behave like that when they lose their job or they work hard to make sure they don't lose their job. And if they're without a job, they're not okay. She's fine. Right. She's plenty of money. She's, She's got fine. a book. Her husband is successful. They're fine. I know she was bummed by it, but she also needs to shut the fuck up and eat humble pie and a lot of it. And also maybe take a class or two in professional business behavior. <laughs> what can you expect from somebody who didn't ever work in a business capacity? A lot. I There are a lot of people. You know, I've worked with dancers over the years, and some of them act more professionally than, well, that's good. than people in my office. Because if you are trained in the right capacity, you're taught that who you are is your business. True. And I have had dancers who... You know, when they write me, even when they address me, it's like, sir, not sir, but like, oh, man, you know. Something I want to share with the I class. Have, I have had artists with the utmost business smarts about them if they were trained in the right That's good. arenas. So Busy was just, she obviously wasn't, but she grew up in an entertainment yeah. family. You would think that they would know a thing or two about getting around She's the business. She's not from an entertainment family. Mm-hmm. Busy Phillips is Isn't from. She is not from the mamas and the papas. Why do I always think that? I don't that? know. You also think Kathleen Turner and Sha- – uh, St- Well, that's a separate gap that I have. And don't make Sorry, me – Shannon. Yeah. Well, okay. That's a podcast story for another day. Also, we shouldn't really say that the mamas and the papas were very professional. <laughs> yeah, that is, a, that is a podcast for another day. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of family bullshit going on there. Exactly. Let's move on, shall we? Let's – Okay, we have to bring something up. If this is a pop culture show, then we would be remiss not to talk about the newest uh, Netflix documentary that everyone is talking about slash uh, having nightmares about (laughs) at night. Um, Don't fuck with cats, you guys. Which has kind of been my mantra for life. Like, you don't go fucking with cats, but Netflix made sure to let us know why. Yeah, and it's just, it's one of those things I feel like right around New Year's Eve and in those next couple of days, like January 1st and 2nd, when people weren't back to work yet and they were kind of like coming down from the holidays, loafing around in their houses, everyone was ready to Netflix binge something. Yeah. And I saw a lot of people in my circle of friends on social media got into the three-part series, Don't Fuck With Cats. And so I indulged as well. You were away with your friends uh, last weekend, and I was, like, texting you from my bed. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. This is insanity, this right? documentary. Because I, I was deep into the You television yes. series, and I was not going to shy away from that until right. I finished. So I was like, all right, girl, tell me everything. So I'm, I'm not going to spoil everything here because, really, it's too much and too complicated to it's explain. It's a big story, and I think that, like, when you hear the phrase don't fuck with cats as somebody who hasn't watched it, you think it's going to be a documentary about cats. Right, or like saving like cats, how, animal shelters, something. Or no, honestly, I thought about all of those 911 calls that people were like turning in back in the day where like someone was trapped in their room because their cat was trying to like attack them. <laughs> oh, yeah, like don't provoke cats. <laughs> and I thought like that's what it was. That's funny. But then when you told me the whole story about how it's actually about this crazy serial killer-esque kind of person yeah, spoiler alert well you could see the trailer and figure <laughs> yes. it out yeah um how it takes such a different turn and that like you think you're gonna watch a show like yeah don't fuck with cats and then by the end you're like <laughs> so it's I, I loved this documentary honestly and you know i will say part of it was really difficult for me to watch as someone who truly loves animals and and has owned many cats over the years currently has two i had two of them in bed with me mm-hmm. while i'm watching this there is some 
horrible animal torture that is highlighted in the documentary. You don't have to watch anything that is um, gruesome, Mm -hmm. but there are some very awful parts where literally I did cover my own eyes and my cat's eyes. Just like girls were not, we, we, I I skipped ahead. Like I skipped ahead 30 seconds in a couple places just because it's just, it's so horrific. Some of the stuff that is part of this story But what it really is at its heart is a story of people on the internet who love animals and to give, you know, well, okay, so this guy winds up being a serial killer. But in the beginning, there's this man who anonymously is releasing uh, videos back in 2010 of him torturing and killing cats on the internet. Mm -hmm. And some of the most heartwarming things about the internet is people can band together and rise up and go, nope to animal torture so this facebook group formed to find out who this person is and stop them and through this band of armchair detectives uh via facebook they come together they create this community they um go through these extensive links to investigate and find out who this person is uh, putting out these horrible videos and while they figure him out and they alert the police, they they can't get the police interested enough until this person progresses to killing people. Yeah. And also capturing that on video and releasing it on the internet. And so, you know, the true crime person in me was all over this. The um, just, there is there is a lot of facets to it. Yeah. To me, probably it, I know it, I know it's not your bag. You're mm-hmm. not interested, but to me, it's right up there with um, abducted in plain sight. I love you now. Die. The kinds right. of things that we were obsessed with last year. To me, it's on par with that. Okay. So if the, if you think you can stomach, and I am a, one of the biggest animal lovers. Yeah. I could stomach it because they didn't make me have to go through the worst of it, and. Truly, I actually knew this story before because yeah. I do enough true crime. I've heard two or three podcasts about this story previously. But this documentary is really from the point of the view of the Facebook sleuths, mm-hmm. which is a, such an interesting take on it. And what they went through psychologically all these years trying to yeah. stop this anonymous person. Um, whereas I've just heard the story from like, here's what happened. Like I've heard it on My Favorite Murder and a couple others. Uh, I don't know. I really think it was a great documentary. Sounds good. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because, you know, it's out there. Yeah, I know a lot of people who were watching it and knew it just was not for me. That's fair. And it's fair. Not everything is for yeah. everybody. Especially like a three-parter. Can I get it down to one in 45 minutes and like cross it off? Okay, but Abducted in Plain Sight was two parts. If there was a part three, you would have taken that, right? Abducted in Plain Sight was one. It was only one? I feel it like that was a 45-minute show. Maybe I just watched it twice. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like she was abducted twice. And you decided to watch it twice. By the same fucking person. Okay. Yeah. But speaking of crazy and gross things, <laughs> you had the weirdest happy hour situation the other day that might have had it progressed, topped a lot of things. It may have. All right. So I'm just going to tell this story quick. So here we are back again at one of our favorite segments on Happy Hour Rewind based on a true happy hour yep. where the – Names and locations of the, uh, I wouldn't say innocent. Yeah, of the guilty are still hidden because I don't want them coming for me later. Sure. Okay. So there's no need for legalese. Like we don't have a legal team or anything like that. (laughs) It's like these are the stories where when you and I are out, it's like we come home, we talk about it later. Yeah. Especially if we're not experiencing them together. Yeah. So New Year's Day, January one, two thousand twenty. 
2020. Yes. Um, started so lovely because you and I and best friend of the pod, Beth, did our annual Friendsmas. Oh, yeah. That was we chose fun. a New Year's brunch this year where we sat down, we exchanged gifts, we had drinks, we had food. That was kind of a debacle on its own, but that's a story for another time too. The whole restaurant situation. Oh, yeah. Not great. But anyway, after that, you and I were driving home and I got an invitation from the guy I'm seeing to come out and meet him and have a drink or two at his favorite hole-in-the-wall bar that we frequent. So I accept, I come home, get my stuff together, and go back up to my second drinking occasion Mm -hmm. of the day, which was a brilliant idea. Also, like, January 1, 2020, I'm going to start all my resolutions. I'm going to do everything. Actually, no, fuck it. I'm going to go drink drink all day. day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I meet up at the bar with my guy. We're sitting there talking. We barely are done with our first beer. There's a a guy sitting about three seats down, kind of keeping to himself. And all of a sudden, the guy, like, taps my boyfriend and he goes, Hey, man, can I get your opinion on my music? And he puts his headphones on him and was like, You know, I I make my own rap music. What do you think? So he and I both listen to the music. We're like, Yeah, man, it's good. We're being nice. Yeah. Then he progresses to telling us, my uh, my best friend just died last night, like on New so Year's insane. Eve. Why would you be out? Right. <sighs> and, well, and he was like in sweatpants and everything, and you could tell he was already drunk. So we're trying to just be really nice. Like if we just assume that's true, why would yeah. we not? So we're like, oh my gosh, man, what a fucking night. Are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? And then a uh, guy offers him a shot, like let me buy you a shot, man. So we're trying to be nice to this guy. Then my boyfriend needs to go to the bathroom. So he gets up and he goes to the bathroom. And uh, the the stranger guy had been showing us pictures on his phone of his daughter and some other things. And boyfriend gets up and goes to the bathroom. And stranger guy says to me, hey, well, your dude's gone. Can I show you a picture of something else? And my first Uh... reaction, well, my first reaction was like, yeah, sure, friend. And then I registered the fact that he had qualified while your dude is gone. Yeah. And I go, well, <laughs> unless it's a dick pic. Mm-hmm. And he stops. Because that wasn't a New Year's resolution to see a stranger's penis. Not a resolution penis. to see a stranger's penis in the middle of the day. Yeah. And so he stops and he looks at me and goes, well, why can't I show it to you? Your dude's in the bathroom. What? And I was like, what? I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, what? Like, what? What like, Unless you're Brad Pitt, then I'd be like, yes, get yes, over here. Yes. But this guy, I was like. Well, no. And he goes, well, he's not here. What's the problem? And I said, well, I still respect him. He's still in this building, and I just don't want to see your dick, man. Yeah. What the hell? And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much the story. But this is – so then my boyfriend does come back from the bathroom, and he was talking to him for a second. And then, thankfully, stranger guy got distracted, and I grabbed him by the ear, and I was like, he tried to show me a dick pic. And my boyfriend goes, well, fuck, I just bought that dude a shot. <laughs> yeah. Ask for it back. Yeah, no, if we could get that back. If we could rewind maybe a half hour, things would have gone differently, certainly. But, yeah, that's my base on a true happy hour. Getting accosted with a stranger's dick pic after he had sucked us in with his sob story. What a weird thing to, like, invite a stranger in. Or to be talking to somebody and, like, not just, like, showing them your penis, like, in person, but, like, a photo of it. Like, that part's really weird. Yeah, well, I guess you can get arrested for just pulling down your sweatpants and whipping your dick out. one day you can get arrested for sending an unsolicited dick pic in a bar. They should get on that. They should get on that, the the government people. Right after they're done with impeachment, let's get on unsolicited dick pics. Let's put it on the list. Fine by me. Okay. (laughs) Um, Let's move on, eh? Yes. So 
The Golden Globes were Sunday night. <gasps> we care none. <laughs> okay, I hate awards shows. It's just like, and I, um, how do I say all this? Back <laughs> in the day, cared so much about like the MTV Movie Awards and the oh, VMAs. And did you dress up for Oscars ever with a bunch of friends? Never. I never dressed up, but I definitely did do Oscar watch parties and Tony's watch parties when I went to theater school. Um, I can't remember if we really cared a lot in college and did like any kind of parties or anything like that in the apartment. And I haven't since being an adult either. Like no. if they're on, I'll watch them. But like it's 2020. We're all very much of the YouTube culture. Mm-hmm. Like I'll catch the clips that matter later. For sure. So yeah, I think we said here on the show before that we don't really care so much about award shows in general anymore. But if there's some internet buzz about something that happens – We'll go to the YouTube and we'll watch. Absolutely. And one of my friends went to the Golden Globes this year. Which is so fucking cool. Which is amazing. And she always does really funny recaps in her Instagram. And so she had to tell us like, hey guys, no like fashion red carpet recaps for me. And it was like, oh, all right. And then like the next slide was like her, her ticket, her outfit, her gorgeous like. Her gorgeous gorgeous outfit. Gorgeous outfit. Her gorgeous hair. And you're like. (gasps) No, guys. She's private on the IG, so you can't really find her. But don't worry about it, though. Don't worry. It was trust great. us. Great. Her after like party content was amazing. Maybe she'll let us license a picture for our Insta stories <laughs> to prove we know her. Be famous and private. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but she's rad, and it was so great to be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll care a scotch more. Maybe about the Golden Globe since I know somebody who like was there. But there definitely was a YouTube moment that blew up like within a half an hour of the broadcast beginning. Yes. And that was the monologue by fifth time host Ricky Gervais. I fifth love when and that man. Final, so he says. I love when he hosts because every year he always has a beer up there. He leans over that podium like he gave NBC a monologue script that he practiced in front of them for the last week and then got up there and ripped it up and tried something different. I truly believe he does not say his actual speech in dress rehearsal because there's no way they would put it on the teleprompter for him again. It was great. It was. And so I like it when Ricky Gervais hosts too because there's no pussyfooting around. The man lets it all out there. And this year, it's, it's like he's, he's never held back before. But this year, he went to town. And he made it clear that, in his mind, this is his last time hosting. So, fuck it. Here's what I think. And he came for everyone. Oh, it was awesome telling everybody to not make it political. Literally, you've got 30 seconds up here. <laughs> thank your agents. Thank your God. And, and fuck get off. the fuck off. <laughs> or when he was talking about a show of his... Or he mentioned some show and mentioned a guy who maybe was going to kill himself, but he didn't. And he goes, you know, like Jeffrey Epstein. Because mm-hmm. guys, this de- podcast is under the assumption that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Um, under the assumption, <laughs> my man's was murdered. My man's was murdered. But okay, he's not my man. I hate no. Jeffrey Epstein in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. The world is a better place without him, but he committed no suicide, my no. friend. No. But the way he kind of like mentioned that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself and then the entire audience like gasped and he's like I know he's your friend I don't care I don't care I don't care and that was the whole concept of the monologue yeah. every other sentence they would boo him he'd be like I don't fucking care I don't care fifth time final time I'm out it was so good and then it kind of set like I thought like a kind of cool tone for the rest of the show and I saw more bits and pieces mm-hmm. they're out like Tom Hanks won the Cecil B. DeMille award 
and Ellen DeGeneres won the Carol Burnett Award for Humor. Oh, that's great. And like a Lifetime Achievement or kind is of it? stuff. So we're not sure if we like Ellen anymore, as per a few episodes ago. Oh, no. I contend she's kind of a monster. But everybody it. in that room, of course, loved her because they were friends with Jeffrey Epstein and Ellen. <laughs> yes, and Ellen. Brad Pitt There's won a six an award. degrees in there somewhere. Oh, for sure. Brad Pitt won an award for um, the Once Hollywood Upon a Time movie? in Hollywood. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I see throughout the years, Leo, you know, LDC <laughs> as he called them, Leonardo DiCaprio. LDC. <laughs> is in movies. That's amazing. With all of these people and they get up here and they thank him and say he's like, you know, great and that Leo made them better. And he was like, man, I couldn't agree more. Working with you has been like one of the greatest joys of my life. And just so you know. I would have split the raft with you and like got off stage. <laughs> like this man is still getting dragged for his Titanic movie. That's what James Cameron drag really because poor Leo got the short, Leo, short end of that yeah, stick, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. The short end of that door. Seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's a, it's worth an eight minute YouTube watch, guys. Totally. For sure. It's I just, highly recommend. It's out there in the moment right now. It gave us eight minutes of giggles. We talked about it. And I'm biased towards Ricky Gervais because he started The Office. Yes. And then my dad, Ricky Jarvis, <laughs> sold paper. Yes. <laughs> and I it's a that. really strange, like, coincidence. I hear that. I also really like Ricky Gervais. If you follow him on Instagram, he's also a big animal rights activist. Yep. And he, he comes for people. He doxes big game hunters. So those people that spend thousands and thousands of dollars to go to Africa and hunt animals like giraffes, zebras, beautiful species that, you know, and, and they don't um, – you know, they don't need to be hunted. And you're like, I have nothing against hunting if you're no. going to eat, if you really do make goods. But big game doesn't it, need to be hunted. If, or if the animal's a danger, like around here, Florida, and gators yeah. need to be shot. But when you just hunt that big game for a head in for your play. office for play, you know, I have a massive problem with that. And um, he will find these people on the internet who post with their dead big game and basically, like I said, dox them. Like he'll yeah. post, he'll find out you're a dentist in small town Indiana. He'll post like the address of your office and say to the internet and all his followers oh, yeah. go ahead go oh, no. take him down I, totally I love that about that. Ricky Gervais I completely respect that about him um we're ready to move on well we have one more so I'm laughing of all of the different topics that we've been kind of going on and on about like Ricky Gervais didn't care um we hate busy Phillips we don't like dick pics you like cats but don't fuck with them do not fuck with cats I think it goes without saying that it's pretty clear that I don't have an affinity for the royal family, but something came out today that made me go, do I care a little bit? I'm intrigued. You know what? Intrigue at the palace. Intrigue at the palace. There was breaking news. You guys, we are podcasting a day late this week, and maybe we were held up on purpose so that we could talk about this. Universe. Late breaking worldwide news. Okay, so Prince Harry and his bride Meghan Markle, excuse me, um, announced via inst- their Instagram um, uh, account today yeah. that basically they're absconding from any future royal duties. Oh, absconding, excuse me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking about the royals. Let me use my big girl words. Um, they're they're stepping back from any official royal duty for the foreseeable future, uh-huh. and they will be living. They're splitting their time between North America and England. And that they will stop receiving taxpayer money to support and they will basically get jobs and support themselves. 
So um, while they can never truly be private citizens, they are I, I super respect that they're not going to continue to take any sort of government money. I agree. Um, two things. One, I hope that it doesn't affect any of their really great philanthropy because sometimes they can – they did what, say they're going to focus on their charitable organization. Yes, but, but somehow think, they've got to make money for themselves to live off of. Correct. But look, she can spawn con all day. <laughs> Seriously. So speaking of that, Betches – and there were so many great memes that popped up so fast so many. today. So many. So Betches did what looked like the headline of a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it says, 35-year-old man vows to move out of parents' house, gives up allowance. <laughs> I saw one today that someone wrote, um, you know, in the it's New Year 2020 where we're all trying to give up things that are toxic for us, led by our queen, Meghan Markle. Yes. I mean, it's interesting. I don't blame them. I think that Harry has always wanted to focus on things that make him happy that in his mother's wake yeah that she would be so proud of him and i feel like he is doing right by diana with a lot of his moves for and sure. it, i think for sure upsets you know grandmama and the mm-hmm. royal family but i think he's like well let will do what will's doing i think our mom would want to continue to focus on giving back we were afforded such an amazing life yeah we shouldn't just sit in this palace to to your point, Harry has the luxury to be able to make that choice. Where like William never can no. because William is in line to be the king. So sure, you could abscond for yourself, but you know, he won't. No. Like he did not marry Kate and have those three beautiful children to not be the king of England one day. Right. But Harry being, you know, so far away from the heir now, like yeah. has the luxury to do that. And a lot of there has been so much talk about the Harry and Will and Meghan and Kate relationship since they got married that like I saw a lot of things today that you know that is funny that 35 year old man moves out of his parents house and <laughs> stops taking allowance but also like here's a man who has been kind of playing by the rules his whole life while he hasn't. We saw those naked pics in Vegas. Yeah, we did. Um, but you know what I mean. Like, for the most part, he's been a good citizen of the royal – I mean, a good part of the royal family yeah. all these years. And what's it gotten him? He lost his mother to press craze when mm-hmm. he was a young child. He gets married, and the press does nothing but tear apart his wife. Yep. His wife gets pregnant with his baby and they can't even leave her alone then. Here is a man who Mm -hmm. loves his wife and his child and is protecting his family the best way he knows how. And that's by removing them from this toxic situation where he and his his wife and his child are constantly photographed, scrutinized. They write horrible things about her. They make up all of this, you know tension that is there not there we don't know between her and the rest of the family her and the staff here's a man taking care of his family making it a really difficult choice in order to put his immediate family first and if that's the case then like get it prince harry did you see that they spent like two months in canada and like basically nobody knew I knew because I follow that Did it was supposed that they announced in November that Harry, Meghan, and Archie would not be attending the Queen's Christmas uh-huh. this year. Then they did announce they were taking a royal sabbatical to Canada, and mm. they were in Canada over Christmas. And I, they did release oh, they did? photos of baby Archie on Christmas. Um, so yeah, I, I fully knew they were in Canada for the last like two months. Got it. 
Okay. But I pay. But I pay. I, I don't. I make time to pay attention to those things. And well, you make time for what you, you prioritize, <laughs> what Amy. You love. Exactly. Um, I, you Murder know, and royals. It, it's super interesting. And again, to the toxicity of the royal family and going back to Jeffrey Epstein, Prince Andrew has been removed from any sort mm-hmm. of royal duties because of his affiliation with Jeffrey Epstein. So that's just another thing. Like, look, Wi- William had a scandal last year with cheating on Kate. That is that pales in comparison, obviously, to what Prince Andrew is about to be accused of doing. Yep. Um, the press is terrible. The press already killed his mother. Like, why would he want to be a part of any of that? Literally, what is it doing for him? Nothing. Besides having been paid for his whole life. Why? You know, he doesn't get to. He didn't get to choose that part. I do wish the best for them. We have talked about Meghan and Kate, the whole relationship. I've gone back and forth on my opinions yeah. about the women in particular, but. It was a really shocking announcement for sure. And then the royal family responded on the like um, somehow through the press and wrote that the relationship between the Duke and, Duke and Duchess of Sussex is complicated. Yeah. And all I could think was like, did the royal family just change their Facebook status to it's complicated, it's complicated with Harry and Meghan? Like, okay. Yes. That's a word choice. It's complicated. Well, I mean, because they didn't tell them yes, in advance. Evidently, they did not tell the queen, so I, says the I, press. If that's the case, I do think that that's a misstep. Or a strong message. Or a strong message. I think the problem, though, with that, like, when it comes down to it is, like, let's say your grandmother. Yeah. As much as it is, you know, this is a job. Yeah. But it's also our life, and we're family. And I here's what I think is interesting is that I know how much – the queen adores Megan. Mm-hmm. So says the press. Well, I think it's. I've seen a we've couple seen of different. That she does. Yeah, we've seen a couple of different things where they might be sitting next to each other and have a giggle, and you can really see like a really good camaraderie there, and it very much seems that way. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. I would think that they would want to reach out and tell Grandmama, like, <laughs> "Hey, we out." Yeah. Unless something happened, we don't know. We don't know. Okay. I just ten of the crown is going to be interesting. I. <laughs> Exactly, where Meghan Markle plays herself in this. Mm-hmm. That's a funny meme today, too. I have one I thought just popped in my head. So I was angel on my shoulder about, like, good for him, taking care of his family. I'm going to be the devil on the other shoulder for a second. And dive into, so Megan, in order to marry Harry, like, put a massive stake between her and her, you know, "Quote unquote trashy family, or like her father's side. Her mother is her father's side. Obviously, she's close with her mother, but you know all of her siblings and her whole father's side. Like, there's a massive separation that she put there. So, what if? And I'm I'm just going with a what if? What if Megan is manipulative and awful and says, "Baby, I gave all this up for you. Now you have to give up for me." And now she's got him in isolation in Canada. She's nabbed herself a prince for real that she's keeping in captivity in Canada in the in the wilderness. No. I don't really believe in any of no. that. The thought just came to me and I needed to talk it out. I think the man who came up with like the Invictus games and all that kind of stuff might have a backbone. Oh, you meet a good enough manipulator and the True. smartest of us can be brought to our very, knees. Masterclass on Facebook keeps giving me ads for the art of negotiation. I'm like, do I have $190 to take this man's <laughs> class? There's like master negotiator from like the FBI and CIA. I'm like, I could go for it. Maybe it sounds kind of Snag myself a prince. 
negotiate some things. <laughs> no, I don't really believe that. I just, you know, I think they're doing this right for them. I think it's 2020. I think that the concept of royals and stuff have evolved so much in the things that they have unfortunately seen those boys. I can't blame them for wanting to be like, I just yeah want out. Well, because it's evolved and it hasn't because there's yeah. still so much protocol and expectation mm-hmm. that obviously Harry it was like, I'm done, you guys. Yeah, I'm out. Um, at least not the first royal to be like, fuck off in history, just in modern history. Yeah. That's the only one we know. Uh, you know what? I don't think we know much more than this in general. So I guess <laughs> it's probably time to wrap this up. What do you think? Yeah, guys. It says Wednesday on my computer, but I'm confident in my head that it's Friday. It's not. We covered What's this. What's going to be really hard is trying to wake up tomorrow and be like, it's not Saturday. Yeah, you have to go to work tomorrow. I have you to go to work. To go a couple to work. more days. Gotta yeah. Flush it out. But guys, you've got to go to work too and listen to this show. Yeah, you. But also while you're at work, if you want to leave us a five-star review or check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Happy Hour Rewind and say hello. We'd love to see you. And hear from you. Yeah. Oh, we'll be back at some point next week, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, or another day that ends in Y. Guys, pray for us on our jobs. It's uh-huh. just getting hefty. <laughs> Have a happy hour this week. Cheers to us. We're cheersing to you. And until we hear from you again, or until you hear from us again, yeah. do not forget to be kind and rewind. Bye, y'all. Bye. Podcat, podcat, I have two podcats. You know what would be amazing? What? You had no podcats. Yeah, but then where, what the hell would we talk about? <laughs> the Florida weather. <laughs> You're right. My bad. I'm hilarious. You are always hilarious, my I'm friend. I'm nothing if not funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>